Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode of the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week we discuss faith, family, and the trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join us as we study God's Word together. I don't know what you do in your home, uh, but I know at the Robertson household, the dinner table is a very, very special place. Uh, it's a place of good food, meaningful conversations. Um, it's a place of prayer and just a, a time where we can unwind, tell each other about our day, and just kind of forget life outside for a few minutes. And we try to, as best as we can, we can't always have a meal together, but we try to, as best as we can, prioritize that time together. Uh, we want to make the dinner table kind of the centerpiece of our home. And I think so often in our American culture, we've we've made the TV and the entertainment the centerpiece of our home. And we want to try to, at least in our house, to make the table a place, a sacred desk of support and help uh, where our family can come and get replenished. We can replenish each other. We can communicate difficulties and all of those good things. But you know, I often think about what the dinner table looks like through the eyes of the average American home. Because I realize that the Lord has blessed us. The Lord has given me spiritual mentors and, and, and guided me in His Word to help me have uh, family priorities like the dinner table. But I, I wonder what it looks like sometimes through the lenses of the average American home. There was a study done by New York University Langoon Health. They found that in the past 20 years, the frequency of family dinners has declined by 33%. In addition to that, a recent poll by YouGov found that 62% of parents with children under 18 wish they had family dinners, quote, much more often or, quote, somewhat more often. And you know what? I think that's such a sad testimony uh, to the condition of our home. You've heard the you've heard the phrase before, uh, but everything that God ordains, Satan opposes, and God has ordained the home to be a very special place uh, for the family uh, to be nurtured in the admonition of the Lord, and to be the foundation on which our character is built. And so the devil knows that the devil knows that God's ordained the home, and so what does he do? He goes right to our homes. He goes right to our churches, right to places of government, those institutions that God has set up. He goes right to those places and he tries to destroy them and he opposes them. 
And so many of, so many people ask, well, where are the front lines of Christianity? Well, look where there's the most casualties. Look at the average American home, how it is split and broken. And there's so many elements that God wishes to use for good in the home, but yet are not there. They're absent. And that is the culture in which we live. It's the fast-paced American culture, that microwave generation uh, that we that oftentimes puts family priorities to the side. Uh, we've put healthy conversation to the side. I mentioned that earlier. One of the benefits of having dinner at the dinner table is healthy conversations. And our busy schedules oftentimes do away with all of that. I truly believe that the table has become a decorative household item versus a wholesome desk of fellowship and support. And you know what? I get it. I I get some days they're harder than others. Sometimes you simply just don't have the energy. Sometimes you don't have the time. But to be honest with you, I truly believe the benefits of being together at the dinner table as a family far outweigh some of the inconveniences. Uh, According to the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at Columbia University, Children who share family dinners three or more times per week, get this, are less likely to be overweight, are more likely to eat healthy foods, they perform better academically, are less likely to engage in risky behaviors like drugs, alcohol, sexual activity, or have better relationships with their parents. And so that's a testimony right there that the dinner table, there are so many good benefits of the dinner table. But let's take this into a spiritual direction. Of course, I believe that we should prioritize the family table. But what about Christ's table? Say, well, what do you mean? Have you ever noticed that Jesus had some special moments in his life at the table? Some of his most special moments were with his disciples at the table. Remember the last hours of his life? He chose the table in the upper room to commune with his followers. And what did he do? He shared his heart with them. It was there that he broke the bread. Or you see that in Luke twenty-two nineteen. Do this in remembrance of me. He broke the bread and he gave them drink and told them of what he was going to do. He literally poured out his heart to them at the table. And you know what? Jesus, he invites you to be at his table. Did you know that? He invites you to come to his table. We've been looking at a verse the last couple of weeks in our readers group. By the way, if you haven't been a part of our readers group yet, I would love for you to join. It's at my on my website, tylerarobertson.com, right there on the homepage. You'll see it says, join my readers group. Just add your email to that. And you can get basically what we talk about on the podcast in written form if you'd rather read it. Okay? But we've been sharing this verse in our readers group, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. I love that last phrase. I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. We've talked about keeping the door open to Christ. We've talked about that. Keeping our heart right with him and, and trying to keep our eyes and our focus on him by practicing His presence, by praying the Scriptures themselves. We've talked about that. But I love this last phrase. I will come into Him 
and will sup with him and he with me. That phrase, I will come into him and sup with him, literally means, hey, Christ wants to fellowship with you. Can you imagine that? (laughs) If Jesus Christ came to you today, or you got a letter in the mail today, or, well, let me change that because nobody gets letters in the mail today. All right, you got a text message from Jesus. And he said, hey, I'm coming to your house today. Hey, I'm having dinner at your house. I think he did that in the scripture one time, didn't he? Oh, yeah, the guy's name was Zacchaeus. He said, for I'm going to your house today. Imagine if he did that to you. He said, hey, I'm going to sit at your table tonight. That's an amazing thought. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace literally wants to to be my guest. Can you imagine? He wants to be our honored guest. He wants to come in and sup with us and have a relationship with us. And remember, Revelations 3.20, this is written to believers. So it's not just talking about God wishing that you would come to Him and open the door of your heart for salvation. Although, if you've never done that, then that's the message for you. That's the application for you. But remember, this verse is written to believers. He's saying, hey, I want to fellowship with my children. I want to come into your life. I want to be at the center of your life, right? We talked about how the table was a center part in our household, a central area. God wants to become the center of your life. Sit at your table. Well, what does he do at the table? Well, he sits there and lets you spread the table, right? He lets you decide the menu for tonight. He says, okay, I'll take praise. Oh yeah, I'll take that. Thanksgiving, sure, I'll take it. Honor, absolutely, I'll take it. Glory, I'll take it. And he literally, he sits at our table. He lets us share our heart with him. We all have that one friend or our spouse or a family member that we love to just share our heart to, right? If you don't have somebody like that, you should. You should have a friend, a pastor, a spiritual leader that you can share your heart because there's something so refreshing about being able to just share a heart. We call it in today's society, we, we say, I just need to vent, right? You just need to get it out. Whatever's bottled up inside, you just need to get it out. And Jesus is literally saying, okay, I want to take a spot at your table and I want you to vent. I want you to get it all out. I want you to talk to me. I want you to share your heart with me. Now, this is interesting. It's interesting that God has, Jesus has a desire for us to share our heart when he already knows our heart, right? He already knows what we're going through. Why does he want us to share it? It's because when we share our heart to him, we realize, okay, wow, maybe I don't have it so bad. When we share our heart to him and in his presence, we think, Well, maybe what I'm going through, Lord, that's nowhere near what you're going through. And we share our heart to Him, and it's not just, it's not for His knowledge purposes, but it's for our benefit. And so He says, okay, I will come into you. If you open the door, I'll come into you and we'll sup with you and He with me. So Christ wants to be the honored guest, but watch this. It gets even better. He says, and He with me. This holds the idea that now the roles are changed. They're switched. 
I'm no longer the host. I'm no longer laying the spread at the table, but now I am the guest. What, which, what does that make Jesus? That makes him the host. He is the one that spreads the table. I remember listening to this on a message, and I can't remember it now. I've listened to so many messages, uh, it's hard to keep track. And maybe you're that way, I don't know. Uh, but I remember listening to this message, and a specific Bible commentator brought this, this point out that I'm saying to you. This is not original to me. But he brought this out, and it so just clicked in my mind that God now wants to share His heart with me. He wants to spread the table. Uh, uh, evangelist friend of mine, Brother Scott Pauley, always says, nobody spreads the table like Jesus spreads the table. And you know what? That is so true. Uh, nobody can give you what Jesus can give you. The world cannot give you the satisfaction for your soul that Jesus can give you. Uh, There's no job out there that can give you the satisfaction for your soul that Jesus can give you. There's no career. There is no amount of money in your bank account. There is no amount of stuff that can give you a satisfied soul like Jesus can. Sure, it might be a temporary band-aid on a really deep wound, uh, but Jesus, He is the ultimate healer. And what He is saying here in Revelation 3, He's literally saying, okay, I want you to share your heart, but now it's my turn. Because here's what we do so often. When it comes to our time alone with God, even, in our devotional life, what we do is we rush into the presence of God. We rush into His presence, and yes, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and praise God for that. But we rush into his presence and we say, Lord, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm going through this. I need this. And also I need this. And I need you to do this and keep me safe. By the way, he's already promised to keep us safe. Lord, supply our needs when he's already He's already promised to supply our needs. Uh, Lord, be with me today when he said, I'll never leave thee or forsake thee. Right? We ask him. Isn't it funny how we ask him for all these things that he's already promised he's going to do? You know why we keep continue to ask him? Because if we say it loud enough and long enough, then maybe one day we'll actually believe in his character that he will do it. A lot of times we keep asking him because we don't trust that he truly will do these things. We don't trust that he truly will keep us safe. We don't trust that he will truly supply our needs. We don't trust that he will he will he will truly do what he said he's going to do. So we keep asking. We keep asking for what he's already promised. But we go to him and we ask him and we spread our heart out to him. And yet we say, "Okay, Lord, well, that's my heart and that's what I need and This is what I want, and so thank you for being God, and you're awesome, and I'll see you later. It's exactly what we do. It's like you going up to your best friend and say, okay, I just need to vent, and you finally vent, but then you never let your friend respond, right? And sometimes you don't need a response. Sometimes you don't need an answer, right? You do just want to talk things out, and that's perfectly fine. But sometimes your friend is sitting there with all that pent-up energy now that you've just dumped on them, and what do they do? They just kind of hold it. And there's a big question mark. Okay, well, now that you've vented, now that I, I've taken all these burdens on myself, and they have nothing to do with them, okay? And so oftentimes what happens is when we're talking to the Lord, we, we spread our heart to Him, and we give Him our burdens, and then we never see what He does with them because we leave. We, we, in essence, leave His presence, right? Or we stop acknowledging His presence because we're so busy or for whatever reason. And Jesus is saying, I want you to give me your heart, but I want you to stay long enough. Stay. 
There's a verse in the Bible about that somewhere. I think it's be still. Yeah, be still. And what? Know that I am God. Know that I am God. I will be exalted. Not you. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. And what we do, we are so busy going that we don't stop and say, Lord, give me your heart. We don't ever give him the chance to be the host and to give us his heart. And oftentimes that's where our answer comes. Because you know the Lord, the Lord does not reveal to you your future. God reveals to you something about himself. Because if you know who God is, you're going to do exactly what he wants you to do. If you know who he is, how he acts, how he reacts to certain things, you will know exactly what you need to do. And Jesus wants to gift you today with his heart. But you just have to stay long enough in his presence. After you spill your heart out to him, be silent. Listen. Have a conversation with him. Don't just lecture him about your problems. He knows about your problems. It's good to talk it out, yes. But let him speak too. Let him give you his heart. I think so often that our response to the Lord's table, to his fellowship, is the same exact thing as what we do with our family table. We get too busy and sidetracked to notice what he's prepared. We come and quickly consume what is on our plate without ever considering who put it there. Or we rush, like I said earlier, we rush into his presence, we vent about our problems, and we never stay. And we never just are still. Can I encourage you in something today? Come to the table with Christ. Pour out your heart to him. Let him pour out his heart to you. Let him speak to you. Don't be in a hurry. Don't think about what you've got to do. Just stay. Just stay a while, and you never know. You might just learn something. Thank you for being our guest today on the Navigator Podcast. Please visit our website, tyleraroberson.com, for helpful articles and other resources. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.